Hello, and welcome to NARC, Narcissistic Abuse Recovery Collaborators. Today, I have a spooky, boolicious little tale for you that is a true story on this spooky All Hallows' Eve. The title is called After Hours Terror at the Narcopath Fantasy Theme Park. When the lights go out at this Narcland amusement park, things get creepy fast. So here we are at the season of the witch, Halloween, the spookiest of boo times is upon us once again. Candied apples, pumpkin patches, pumpkin spice, yum. But also death and torture, fear and suffering, ghosts and vampires. You know, kind of like the aftermath of life with a narcissist. What could be scarier? I mean, you have lost everything that mattered to you, and you are all jacked up and wrecked with CPTSD symptoms that make you a lot scarier than you ever imagined that you could be. Add the current state of affairs in the world, extreme weather, violence and lawlessness, hyperinflation, COVID threats of long-term disability or death, supply chain breakdowns, racial tensions, polarized populace with a civil war divisiveness, massive shooting, shootings, school shootings, corrupt politicians, governments, rising crime, hordes of refugees, failing infrastructure, dead seas, climate change, murder hornets, billionaires in space looking for the exit. Houston, we have a problem. So a walk among zombies in graveyards is like a regular day for those of us who are in recovery from the abusive nightmare we just stepped out of. Our narcissist was actually the walking dead, a vampire who sucked us dry, and now we linger in the graveyard of the failed relationship, drowning in memories and regret. Yeah, we're ready for just about any scary thing that comes our way. There's a quote that comes to mind. Beware of the person who has nothing to lose. I think that just about says it all. We have walked through the valley of the shadow of death. We have slept with the devil. We have loved the dead. So here is the extended metaphor, the analogy that best describes the experience that we find ourselves living 
every single day, especially when the discard comes with that final coup de grace stroke of mercy, the death blow. And you know what is the best part or really the worst part? Well, this is a true story. It's a true story. The place has been changed to create a better storyline, but the dialogue, it's all real. This is an actual snapshot of how it all went down in the end. So here we go. Buckle up, buttercup. <laughs> this ain't a stroll in the proverbial park, if you know what I'm saying. Remain seated and keep your hands inside the vehicle at all times. So here we are. Imagine that you are at the happiest place on earth. Yep, you guessed it. A theme park. Your senses are assaulted the moment that you enter. Everything smells like cookies, confetti, or glittery snow or sparkly fairy dust floats in the air, and magically it makes everything shiny and, and just wonderful. Music wafts in the air, and happy people dance all around you. The day is filled with eager anticipation and excitement. Time flies as you wander hand in hand with your perfect partner, and every moment is crammed full of endless delights. Spectacular feasts, thrilling rides that take your breath away and make you want to just jump back on and ride it over and over again, tirelessly, with unbridled enthusiasm. You are swept away with dizzying splendor and every wish fulfilled. As the sun sets and the cool, crisp night brings out the hot chocolate and snuggling closer, explosive pyrotechnics light up the sky. The music hits a crescendo and in one big orgasmic grand finale, the fireworks echo in your chest that holds a heart so full of love and joy that it could just burst. And then, and then the swarms of bodies file out of the park. The lights go out, everything screeches to a halt, and even the cleaning crews and vendors make their way to their cars and begin their long commute home. The park is empty. The vast expanse of perfectly manicured spaces filled with the laughter of children and the soft words of lovers. They just, it floats away on the wind. It is abandoned, deserted, empty, this place. The costumes and the masks and the makeup are all put away and locked in secret chambers. The sensory extravaganza is suddenly over. It is dark and barren and creepy as hell. 
When the narcissist removes his mask for the last act, this is how it feels. The fantasy pops like a bubble and the reality is monstrous. You see something different, foreign, scary. It glares at you with black, glistening demon eyes that convey a murderous intent, a sadistic unleashing of hurt, a maniacal smirk that screams, this, this is what it screams, it screams, this, this is when you run for your life, bitch. Here comes the, the punishment, and then I will kill you, delete you, forget you. This is how it ends. That's what they say. That's the message they have for you. How could that same person, the one who filled every bit of your being with such joy and excitement and passion, turn into someone with such contempt and hatred for you for no apparent reason, for no reason whatsoever? You know, your head is is just spinning as you try to find your way out of the dark and desolate theme park. No one is there to hear you scream or to witness your murder. No one will come and no one will know or believe or even understand what happened to you. You will simply disappear, vanish, disintegrate, you stumble over some things that were so intoxicatingly wonderful just hours ago. It was just hours ago that everything was lovey-dovey. How could this be happening? This can't be real, you think, as your heart pounds in fear and tears make it kind of hard to see. You think you see him lurking beside a building or in the shadow of the of the light that comes from the buildings or somewhere in the bushes or just you know he's over there but you're trying to es escape with the you're trying to escape from these cold dead eyes of a snake and the luciferian evil of a demon who has just cast you into the fiery pits why didn't you listen I tried to warn you, but you never listened, he said softly, as you think you see the exit in the distance. Always just piercing my bubble, always ruining everything, always bringing me down, he continues, only now his voice sounds closer. I'm not like you. I don't believe in God or angels, or demons, or all of that crap. I can do whatever I want. I am an ascended master. I am Christ. I am God, he says with rising urgency and true conviction. You failed me. You lied to me. Everything you ever told me was a lie. There is no such thing as a moral compass there is no right or wrong. We get to do whatever we want, he proclaims as you trip over a curb and scramble to your feet, bleeding, 
fleeing and feeling your way in the darkness without being able to see a thing. I never loved you. I just needed what you gave me. I don't want to take care of you. You are weak and old and feeble. I deserve better, he mocks. You finally reach the exit, but the gates are locked. The turnstiles are frozen in place. So you grab the rails and shake them as you try to find your voice to cry for help. You slowly turn around and he is there, standing right in front of you. At the entrance, where he helped you with all of your things just hours earlier that same day, and pulled you close and kissed you on the cheek and said, I love you, Gummy. But now, now, this was someone else. Not your husband, not your friend, not your love. How could this dark figure be anyone you, you even know? You stare at him in horror and shock, unable to find your words. Finally, you say, please, please, don't. And you whimper and you beg and you continue to tremble and feel all of the strength leave your body. Please, please, what? What, do what? Do you wanna die? His last words echo in your ears as you fall to your knees and cover your face with your hands. You cannot look at what he has become you cannot move to resist. Like all these years, all these years of your time together, you know, you, you surrender to his power over you and you, and you know, there is no choice. You close your eyes and you, you know that there are some things worse than death and seeing the truth of what he has become, is more than you can bear. Gazing upon it would kill you. So that is what happens when the lights go out and the narcissist closes the gates and puts an end to the magic. That is how it ends.